0: Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Reformed Meditations. I'm Lee, and I'm back once again with Kobe Muncie, and we're going to be talking about Hebrews after quite a hiatus,
1: I mean, it's been a while.
0: <laughs> it has. I think your beard's grown since
1: I've seen you last. <laughs> well, you know, I was uh, looking at it the other day, and in February, I had buzzed it down, uh, uh-huh. and now... I'm on month eight. I'm trying to go for, well, I've trimmed the sides a little bit, but this part right here, I'm trying to let it go for a full year. So if oh. I make it till February, I'll have a yeard, as they call the, it. With. The yeard. I just saw an article about yeah. that the other day. Yeah. Is that yep. a new it, thing? I, I don't know, but I, I've seen it in the beer community for a while, but um, I was getting frustrated with it because it was getting real wavy and unruly. But now it's got a little bit more length to it. So now the waviness is there, but it's back to the point. Um, So, you know, of course, I use my beautiful product from Chattanooga Beard Company, a local company here that makes handmade beard oils and balms and everything. The scent I'm actually using is called Don't Cuss Around My Mama.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Could it get more Southern?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they got some great, some great scents. The next one I'm going to get is called a Church Warden. It's a, a cherry tobacco smell. Nice. So, yeah, nice. they, they've they got some really good sc- uh, smells. So should check them out sometime.
0: <laughs> Gand- Gandalf the Grey smokes a Church Warden.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a totally real
1: person.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> Not made up at all. <laughs> Not made up at all. No, totally Not. real. Uh, oh hey, uh, I I so I want to early on I want to I want to plug your latest video, which I really enjoyed Uh-oh. the 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 comparison video of the Be Thou My Vision editions. Yes. there's there's three yes. different editions. That there was is. so good.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I I actually gave away the uh, gift edition from Crossway. Um, I gave it to my pastor. He didn't have one, um, so um, I liked it. Um, But I, I just I like the hardback really well As I said in the video The, the Shire look to it mm-hmm. Gandalf and then You can't beat that cowhide edition um, Yeah, that yeah that's the one I last. have Yeah but I did Mention it too in the video I think Cherry Hill Bibles is uh doing some rebinds Of it with the speckled page edges And stuff and I'm like <sighs> oh, yeah. He's doing That in some Narnias um, that's cool. So I'm like Man, you're just wanting to take my, all my money from me here. I, I can't deal with this. So, uh, but I, I think a good rebind of Be That My Vision would be great. So, I'm a fan of it in case people can't tell. I mean, there's three videos on my channel and I rant and rave about it a lot. So,
0: it, it basically should be rural Be Thou My Vision reviews.
1: Yes, yes. Because if they come out with another one, I'm going to buy it and review it. <laughs>
0: Wow. You know, talking talking about Cherry Hill, they they do some pretty interesting stuff, some pretty unique pieces that I don't see other people doing.
1: Yeah, he's kind of went to the almost exotic only type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean if that's his niche and and you know, and that's what he's or niche in that, and that that's what he's found, then have at it, you know. Um there's there's lots of rebinders out there though. So when they all have their own little you know, things that they're good at. I, I like that Jeff at PTL is just kind of stuck yeah. with the, I just make beautiful leather my own books. And there they're you so go. classic. <laughs> they are. They are. Just can't uh, Jeff. And no, no. Um, I thought about um, uh, getting him to do a, uh, you know, I like the ESV pitman, but it's in edition. it's not the 2016 text. Um I thought about ordering one of the imitation leather ones, which is the 2016 text, and getting him to do it in the Isaiah line for me, which is his rugged look, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the, uh, uh, well, it's now called Scriptura instead of Paul's Leather Company, which is kind of that look. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that because I like that rugged, rustic look. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I own enough Paul's, Or do I? <laughs> 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 Because I, I did find out that, you know, uh, Schuyler, um, or not Scholar but um, um, com tweeted out the other day that the pre orders for the ESV PSQs are coming up and they'll be mm-hmm. in by Christmas. They're making a black pearl full yap. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they've got the pre orders up for the Scholar journals. And they have a Black Pearl Scholar journal, too. Snap. I've never I'm owned like, one of the man. journals,
0: but I've thought about
1: it. I, I've thought about it, too. I've got a friend that's got one, and then somebody online posted one the other day where he's got all these pins clipped in it. And he's really been putting <laughs> it through the wringer for months, and he said it's built like a tank. It so, it's... um they are edge lined and they have the Bearsford ribbon so of course the black pearl will have that navy blue ribbon so um yeah i think i really want one
0: you, you know last time we talked about bibles i mentioned that i that i bought the the black pearl ps you did you did man, man you you weren't kidding about the way that that leather looks
1: yeah it, it's incredible i i really can't tell what color it is no, no, it says black pearl, but you're looking at it going. Um, yeah, that's great, but it's not yeah. slate. It's not that slate color they had,
0: right? It's it almost like it's got a base of black, but when the when the light hits it, it lightens it and turns it gray. Yeah,
1: and, and what I like about it too, you feel it, and you're like, well, this is smooth, but then you really feel, it and you're like, but there's some grain to it. Mm-hmm. It's very unique and very different than now. I've never held their um, uh, marbled mahogany calf skin that they make. I've um, only yeah, had either. their goat skin editions, so I wonder if it's like that, too. But it looks like it's got more grain and texture to it, in my opinion, uh, just from the pictures I've seen of them. So, you're holding yeah. yours right now, aren't uh, you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at mine right now.
2: <laughs> and
0: the, the grain is so fine. Like, it is. It's even, even finer than my Highland goat skin Allen. Yes. It's it's really it's remarkably smooth.
1: Yeah, here's I've got mine too right here. So you you got the big boy version. I do, I do. Well that's what the ESV came in to start with. But you know, and I don't think um, the blue under gold with a gold uh gilt line on the inside would Mm -hmm. have looked good with it. Silver's perfect. Yeah. The the blue and the silver is just it that's that's the way to go. So
0: yeah, it reminds me exactly of, of the first full size Allen that I ever got, which is also a NASBY. I got the NASBY Silverline Reader Edition.
1: Oh yeah. Is that the one I, I reviewed? Uh
0: no, actually I should send oh. you my I should send you my silver line. You could do a, a comparison uh with the black pearl because obviously the leather is gonna be really different, but a lot of the styling is very similar with the blue uh, under silver uh, and the silver gilt line. We don't the different pages. <sighs>
1: I kind of like this calf skin on this black pearl better than I do the Scholar goat skins. Yeah, I mean, other goat skins are wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but there's just something about that calf skin. Mm -hmm. It's totally different.
0: I I really do think calf skin is... I I got some flack personally from some people when I said that I think calf skin is going to
1: overtake goat at some point. No, it will. It's going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because especially with the Battle cowhide, that's mm-hmm. what my ESP verse to verse preaching Bibles wrapped in. Give me, you know, Bibles wrapped in that versus goatskin all day long because it still has a floppiness to it, but I don't feel like it's delicate. You know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. a boot leather. Hence, <laughs> like I've said before, it smelled like a boot store. <laughs> Battle cowhide, man. It's, it's different. It is. It's built different. It is. I love it.
0: God knew what he was doing when he was making
1: them cows. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's probably what he wrapped Adam and Eve in was Bad Lassie (laughs) Cowhide.
0: Only the best for those dirty
1: sinners. (laughs) That's right. They don't get goat skin. They get Bad Lassie (laughs) Cowhide.
0: I I do like the symbolism of cowhide better than goat skin. Yes, Uh, yes. So yeah, he, uh, Yahweh owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and we're going right. to use them all to bind His word.
1: That's right. <laughs> I like that.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: oh, that's great.
0: Well, speaking of His word, uh, so we are about to conclude chapter four of our discussion of Hebrews. Um, since it's been so long a time, would you would you care to read? Uh, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 in your, in your wonderful
1: dulcet tones. Absolutely. And, and what I like about this too is that even though we're only doing the last three verses of chapter four, it's starting out a long stretch though into chapter five about, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, Jesus being our high priest. But, all right. So, of course, I'm reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, the LSB. But, but, of course. Um, because that's just what we've been Doing, that's what we've been doing. LSB, You know, keep, Lee gave me the option and I said, Well, we can't veer from the LSB. So we keep
0: plotting, that's what we do.
1: That's that's right. That's right. Faithful. So that's right. I have come up with a good acronym for it though. The L S B. You know, you got the elect standard oh. version, you've got the non Armenian standard Bible. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, we'll have to come LSD up with one to and popularize it. it. Yep, and make all the Armenians mad, but Anyway, um, all right, let me read. All right. So it says, uh, the heading of it is Jesus, our great high priest. And starting in chapter um, chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us take hold of our confession. For we do not have a priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things like we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Therein ends the reading. We put my classes back down. <laughs> 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 so yeah, you're, you're right. This so, is not video.
0: <laughs> got that right. Thank goodness for audio. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so so you were you were saying before before you read we're we're kicking off kind of a whole new uh, section all about the high priestness of yes. Jesus. Um, yes, and so I, I I appreciate kind of you know because I I've been reading through obviously to to prepare, but um, the fact that um, the preacher it, it has no ambiguity here about about the turn right. Therefore, we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens. So you know he, he's not being subtle about the direction he's going in. And as far as just like method of communication goes, and style, like putting your big your big point first and then start extrapolating out the finer details of that in your explanation is just like a really smart way of of communicating. Um, oh yeah, I think I appreciate that a lot. Just as like a method of communication, just telling like don't bury the lead. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. give give us the big truth first, and then we'll drill down into that.
1: Yeah, it's very Paul-esque in how that was done. Oh, very... that's because Paul <laughs> preached to Hebrews <D> and <laughs> Luke recorded it. No, we have not forgotten. <laughs> we,
0: we have not forgotten our hypothesis, and we're going to continue right. pushing it all the way
1: through. That's right. That's right, <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. This is a good. Um, what was it I saw earlier? I have I have the note here. Let me find it real quick. For those of you that can't see me right now, I'm having to hold my phone far away from my because I have my glasses on. I'm blind as a bat, y'all. It's it's bad. Don't get old. I don't recommend it. <laughs>
2: uh, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, man.
1: <laughs> no, the golden years is alive. lie. So um, it's basically um, there's going to be a little breakup, though, from chapter 5, verse 11 uh, through 612, and then 613 through 20, uh, where uh, the writer will pause and uh, talk about the danger of apostasy and then uh, to give, um, talk about God's promises again. Uh, but then, other than that, there's a we've got a big long stretch here coming up about Jesus being our great high priest stuff. So, um, yeah, so this is going to be some fun, fun stuff coming up. So, yeah. yeah, I love it.
0: It's a really important point, I think, especially because mm-hmm. people. It seems like people have a really hard time um, walking across the the bridge that connects Old Testament and New Testament. You know, and and there's all sorts of weird ideas out there about how things apply or don't apply, and different arguments for things. And I think a book like Hebrews is really, really helpful in beginning to see how the the initial revelation in the Old Testament uh, defaults into Christ, shows what was picturing him, and then we see his fulfillment of all of that. And I think wow. especially Hebrews does a really good job of that. But of course that that fulfillment aspect is, is sprinkled all the way through the New Testament. And right. so, but I think it's very, very concentrated here. And and i found it to be really, really helpful. Um, oh yeah.
1: It, it's funny. We were um, in Sunday school Sunday. Um, we were um, going through Genesis all the way up to Joshua. We're doing like a sprint through the overview of the Bible. It's nothing in depth. It's like a uh, set of going from tree to tree to the forest. We're looking over. We're doing a flyby over the force, but we're in Deuteronomy where it talks about man uh, shall not live by uh, bread alone. By the word of God. And we're like, hey, we've heard that before. Mm-hmm. I said, yes. You're thinking that when Jesus quoted it to Satan, but I was—I thought it was cool that they made that connection, mm-hmm. you know, and them being teenagers doing that, and you know. I instantly think of uh, your favorite person, Andy Stanley, um, of, of the big course. idiot that he is um, talking about how we need to unhitch from the Old mm. Testament. If you have anybody that if your pastor teaches that run, find a new church, uh, find someone else. If you listen to Andy Stanley, stop it, uh, because the Bible is 66 individual books that make up one big book. You Mm -hmm. could really say it's individual chapters uh, that make up one large book, and and the thing about it is the story is all about Jesus. Jesus. We don't start talking about Jesus in Matthew. No, Jesus Mm -hmm. is from Genesis forward. Um, So yeah, there there needs to be. I love the New Testament because Paul wrote over half of it, and Paul's my favorite author of the. You know he. Romans mm-hmm. is my favorite book of the Bible, um, but we need to really emphasize and think about the emphasis of the Old Testament and how important it is to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, what I appreciate right now is at church our sermon series that we're going through now is the Book of Amos. Ooh, yeah, that's 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 a uh, you know that's a crowd pleaser, It that's yeah. to, uh, get a lot of you know people to come and. Listen, I mean, how many times have you seen one of these, you know, flashy churches put up on their Facebook or Twitter or what or Instagram or whatever, you know, we're gonna go through the book of Amos. <laughs> yeah, you don't see minor prophets being preached through. But there's some good stuff in there. You know, oh, you really need to, it's in there for a reason, so you yeah. need to read it, you know. So uh shout out to Sean. Uh he'll you, you know, get with you, uh well, what's his favorite book of the Bible, did he say? One of the Bible. Jonah. Prophets there. there you go. Yeah. Good stuff in there. It is such so, a good book.
0: And short. Like is. you should have no yes. there's no excuse to not read books like Amos or Jonah. They're short. That's there's there and there's plenty going on in there. There's lots to and, and you know, if you know your New Testament, you can see the parallels
1: you know, pretty easily. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, people, people always want to talk about the Psalms and Proverbs, you know, they're, they're good with those, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of times with Genesis, you know, because that's the creation, but everything else, you know, they're like, eh, and I'm like, no, you need to, you know, unless they want to talk about facing your giants, you know, because you're <laughs> David, you know, and all that stuff, but. But no, you need to get into the Old Testament and, you know, because this is, like I said, you know, they like you were saying, this is a direct parallel, the great high priest. If you know your Old Testament history, you know that there was a great high priest. Yep. Well, we don't need a great high priest anymore because of Jesus. And this explains it. So, mm-hmm. yes, get into your Old Testament. <laughs> don't just read the New Testament. Read the entire Bible
0: yeah yeah you, you know the right. sub the subtext of this stuff is straight out of Leviticus which is the one yes. that that even reform people will joke about at, you know at the start of the year when you start your annual reading plan great I've hit Leviticus <laughs> yes.
2: snooze yeah.
0: And I'm <laughs> like yeah you know it, it's material that's tough to read just to like read it you know what I mean but yeah. but you know you do have to stop and consider uh, and, and it's been very fruitful every time that I've attempted that which isn't as many times as it should have been but uh, nobody's perfect but you do you know you do see in the fine details of, of so much of that stuff the importance of Christ in in his work and so if you haven't read those parts that have to do with the duties of the priests the, not just not just the priests but also the work of the high priest in right. in the old ceremonial system you you read those and you get an amazing backdrop against which to compare Christ and his priestly work. Um, And I think part of the language here in verse 14 kind of shows that difference because uh, the preacher's telling us, you know, we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens. So there's no, there's no high priest that's ever been that because the high priest has always just been a man like us.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, you know,
0: he, that's right. he, he had to go atone for his own sins before he could atone for the sins of the community, uh, for the day of atonement. You know, he that's had right. to sacrifice, make a sacrifice for his own sins before he could actually engage in that, in that commanded duty, uh, for the people. Jesus never could had you, to
1: do that. Could you imagine having that job, having to do all that? It'd be exhausting. Yeah. Well, just you, you, know, you know,
0: another another part of the law was that these priests were automatically aged out at age 50. Yeah. yeah. The first time well, I read they that.
1: They like they were 150 by the time they got to that point, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and for some of those guys, they may have lived significantly longer than that, right? During certain right. Per- periods of history. Um, and, it, you know, but I was thinking too, like in comparison with, with our times, like, uh, I can't imagine all of that, of that chopping and lifting and stuff that they had to do. Oh, Could you imagine doing that much longer than the age of 50? Like good grief. Oh, no,
1: I'm, I'm 50 right now. And I can't imagine doing it, you know, so, <laughs> but yeah, just, just the, you know, and, and I know it was animal sacrifices, but still just the fact of all the lives that they took, you know, mm-hmm. of those animals and, you know, all the sacrifices over the years that they made, I mean, that's just a tiring, you know, thought, you know, and then on top of that, you compound it with what they were doing those sacrifices for. Um, So yeah, that had to be like a, just a thankless job, um, you know, but also just a, just a, an emotionally and physically draining type job. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I couldn't, you know, well, I'm making a job, but, um, but I couldn't imagine doing that, you know? Um, see so yeah, that's just, but then we look at Jesus and we're like, well, you know what, maybe what they did wasn't so bad because of what <laughs> he went through. Yeah. Right. So yeah. 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 And, and, you know, you're just talking about Leviticus and, you know, getting to it and reading it. Well, even up before that, going through Exodus. And the way everything had to be constructed mm-hmm. and built, and this and that, you know, that's what I'm going through right now on my table talk in my daily readings with it. And, you know, so yeah, you read Genesis, you know, on your yearly plan, you're like, all right, mm-hmm. I've got this, you know, I'm through yeah. Genesis. Then you get to Exodus with all the, you know, different rules and things like that. And then, you know, and have to build this this way, this that way. Blah, blah. And then, like I said, then you get Leviticus and you're like, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> but if you look at it, like you said correctly, then you just get a lot more from it than, you know, it, it's like it's an orange. You look at the orange mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I don't want to eat the outside of the something. No, you have to peel back the layers and get in there mm-hmm. to the goodness of it.
0: Yeah. So, and and separate that orange out too. That's section right. By section that's, right. Too. that's right. I don't, I've never eaten an orange like an apple, even after I've peeled I it, you know.
1: No, so, uh, you, you cut it, you slice it up.
0: But, you know, we, we are kind of wired for story, you know, that's why yeah. I think some of, some of the books of the Bible that I remember the best have been narratives, you know, oh, like yeah. se- sections from the gospels, certainly Genesis the you know, mm-hmm. the, the really good narratives in there. Uh, even certain sections of the, uh, of the prophets too are narrative and really leave an oh, yeah. impact because we are built for story. Um, but then the stories do come with with, with supplemental uh, informatory material too, informative material. Right. Uh, Exodus, well, you, you, is Leviticus is like that, um, right. so, and you can't understand what in the world is going on in in Judges, Kings, and Chronicles if you don't understand the law either, right? That's like, right. You have to know kind of what what's been commanded in Exodus what's been laid out in Leviticus in order to understand why these kings were so bad
1: <laughs> and why the yeah, good ones were yeah. so good. Right. Right. Well, you, and, have have you know, like you said, we're built for stories, you know, joking about the, we're well, not joking, but uh, talking about the um, minor prophets, you know, well of course everybody knows Jonah because it's mm-hmm. Jonah and the great whale, you know, um, and you think about it whenever you see Sunday school material or, bibles that's not like a complete bible for kids it's always stories you know Mm -hmm. it's the story of creation it's the story of the flood you know it's the story of you know David and Goliath it's the story of you know just name it you know it's always the stories it's never all which for kids that's fine they you know it does teach them but you know I think at the same time though it can be harmful because as you grow up as an adult, you don't have an appreciation for reading and studying more as you should. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I think too, this is kind of in that same vein. um, I have a love-hate relationship with um, youth ministries. Um, I I think youth ministry, if it's done well, uh, is effective. But if it's all about, you know, we're going to do a little 15 minute devotion, then have pizza and play games the rest of the time. That's why you have adults that grow up and want these secret driven churches to where they're entertained. You got to have sermon series on the, you know, the hit movies and, you know, we're going to have, you know, people dress up and, and I'm like, yeah, that's no, no. When did just preaching the word not, why is that not effective anymore? Um, yeah, uh, you I can't just, live on milk understand. your whole life. No, uh, I don't even think so. That's milk, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, so that's that, true. that youth group type stuff, you know. Yes. So, yeah, sugar, maybe it, it oh gosh, it just it blows my mind. But,
0: um, and that's how you get Stephen Furtick. Oh
1: gosh, <laughs> <sighs> you're welcome. Or, um, you got my trigger cold.
0: earlier, I got you with yours.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Or that joker that's uh, a Stephen Furtick wannabe, uh, that Tabner Smith guy from uh, yeah. the Venue Church. I mean, the Venue, the venue Church, why, why has it got a cool hip name? And, you know, I'm like, just stop. Just, just stop. stop. You know, but yeah.
0: I mean, that, that's been a pet peeve of mine lately, too, is, is churches that, that lack biblical language in their naming.
1: Yes. Yes,
0: that really uh, that really gets to me these days.
1: Yeah the the cool hip names. Uh, well, you know, like Furtick, Elevation Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that other one I was talking about. is called venue Church. Um, what's some other ones? We we should have an episode a week. You know, I know y'all used to do uh, church signs. Church signs, yeah. We should just do church names. <laughs> that would be awesome because I'm sure we can pile a great list of that, you know, so uh, of uh some church names, church signs are bad enough. Um, you know, I, I've seen, I've sent you some pretty good ones. I've got you a local to. church, a uh, local Nazarene church that's the gift that keeps on giving. So, um, but yeah, we, we should do a church name episode. That could be just- one of your, uh, uh, rants. What what do you call those uh, that you do oh, the the, uh, the
0: Festivus rants? Yeah, we yeah. could do we could do that one
1: time because I've been
0: collecting so, ideas for those lately because the season is around the corner.
1: That's right, and because that that does it just kills me. You go by and I, I just look at it and I'm like, what? what? Why is it called that? I mean, you know, instead of you know, like, I mean, I'm not bragging on my church, but like I kind of am. Our church is called grace presbyterian church grace that's yep. in the bible i mean it's not cool hip name the whale you know there's one called the whale mm-hmm. you know and i'm like okay and the whale i mean <laughs> what's that got to do with you know the gospel
2: yeah
0: to, to explain the name of your church you're you're going to point to a bible verse or several bible verses yeah. Whereas yeah. with the well, or, oh well, a well, you know the the symbol of the well means blah blah blah, and then they may yeah. point you to the scripture, but you're yeah. gonna it's gonna take an explanation in order to get yeah. you there.
1: Or they're just gonna say it's just because God's love so deep, man, we had to call it the well, <laughs> you know. But yep. yeah, ours my, is my home church. By. Did a, did, Grace. did a name yeah, change.
0: You know. We did a name change recently as well. Uh, and it's Redemption, Redemption Bible Church.
1: Again, perfect Redemption.
2: Yep. Oh,
0: gosh, where else? Where else oh, are you going to point to explain that? Right. <laughs> no one I else mean, is talking yeah. about Redemption other other than
1: the than the Christian Church. So that's right. Uh, that's right. Might as yeah, well put it right I, out front. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know about some of these folks, but anyway. Yeah. I don't want to get on a rant, but we'll save that.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, uh, so so the importance of the high priest who's passed through the heavens. So this is no mere. Yes. High, this is some guy who's just you know he's the next up after the the old guy retires. Uh, th- this right. is a guy who's literally on another plane. Uh, yes. Come from. Another yes. Plane. And,
1: and I like how he ended
0: Oh, go ahead Oh, no, no, that was just That was my that was my punctuation on it Jesus, the Son oh, yeah,
1: of God Jesus. Right, but I like how he ends verse 14 Let us take hold of our confession You know, because of who the high priest is Grab a hold of it Grab a hold of your confession Grab a hold of that faith um, And then it just leads perfectly into verse 15 Where he talks about um, where he says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things like we are yet without sin. And that's what makes him different than the other high priest. Because, you know, like you alluded to earlier, the high priest in the Old Testament, they had to go and confess their sins and do their sacrificing before they could take care of everyone else. Jesus didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. He was the sacrifice. And he also knows what we go through because he was tempted just like we were. But the difference is, he didn't give into that temptation like we do. Yeah. Sometimes we don't always, but sometimes we do. <laughs>
0: sometimes we do. That's uh, right. Yeah, I no, I was really intrigued too uh, when I was reading through uh, regarding that. Let us hold fast our confession because it took me mm-hmm. straight back to Hebrews three one. Where, uh, where the preacher says, therefore, holy brothers, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus, mm. who was faithful to him yes who right. appointed him. So he's like, yeah, remember, we, you know, not only like he is our God, right? He's our apostle, you know, the the apostle, the one who brought right. who, who is the good news that he preached, um, but he also our high priest, and nobody else has a confession associated with their high priest right so in, in the ceremonial system you know you, we were, they were holding to a confession out of the law and the high priest mm-hmm. was administering it he was an administrator of that but now not only do we have a high priest uh, who's passed through the heavens but he is the high priest of that confession that we hold right so the confession right. is in him and and he is the message that uh, he's administering, you know. So it's kind of right. like where he can be sacrifice and high priest at once. Well, he he is the truth that stands behind that very sacrifice, right? He, that, you know, God is the gospel, to, to quote the John Piper book. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's standing so, behind it all.
0: It's really the 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 Christ centeredness of Christ right. is, uh, is 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 kind of mind blowing in. And we see it all through Scripture. I think this is just one instance where where we do see it. But uh, yeah, he's he's at the center of the whole thing.
1: Oh yeah, it, it's it's so good. Um, <clears throat> but that's what I always appreciate about you and your insight and, and your younger brain than mine. How you re- relate back <laughs> to things. So, um, but yeah, and, and just it's like rapidly a rapidly aging brain, though. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, just like you know, a, a good preacher, you know, he goes back to a point he made earlier in the sermon, you know, and ties them together there, um, you know, with that confession. So, um, but yeah, the um, I like too that the LSB um capitalizes, but one uh, one is capitalized because it's referring to deity, it's referring to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's a little sidebar. Just point that out. If you haven't read the LSB, you can do so free online. So I recommend checking it out. I know some people don't. You know, they, they have mixed emotions about it, but I think it's good. Yeah.
0: The the New American Standard also does it too. It's it's uh, yes, it came over from there too. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy capitalized divine pronouns or or divine yeah. references. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I think they're really
1: helpful. Um, yes crosswise. if you're listening you could correct that happen. with your esv i don't think you're going to be listening because let's see no they didn't do it they didn't capitalize it i didn't think they did but i had to make on, sure man. so come on um
0: yeah uh so you know in, in verse 15 it's kind of interesting that that the preacher pivots to the sympathy aspect because you know, in our in our normal human mind, you know, okay, so we have a high priest who's passed through the heavens, right? He is God. He's he's divine. Therefore, he's he's that much more above us, which we certainly do confess, right? God is not wow. a man, and his ways are higher than our ways. And so we think, oh well, he's he's divorced from from our condition. Uh, not only, you know, not not, not necessarily in, an, in not an understanding way, but as so high above us that our piddly concerns are meaningless, right? And wow. that's certainly true for most world religions. You know, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what they say, a, a Muslim doesn't see Allah as sympathizing with our weaknesses. Um, the the various gods of Hinduism don't sympathize with our weaknesses. Yeah, maybe they will condescend and offer help, but you have to give requisite sacrifice and, and requisite uh, um, holy duty in order to to merit it, like you know, you're not getting any of that by grace in in that system. Wow. But for us, we have a high priest who not only is fully and truly God, uh, but who really can sympathize with our weaknesses because he lived as we live. That's right. He he came and he had to pray and he had to eat. <laughs> you know, he yep. had to bathe. Uh, he was tried in in all things. You know, a lot of times this comes out as tempted in all things. And certainly he was faced with with temptations, but, you know, his patience was tried. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, his, his um, all those, all those things that, that kind of, uh, that kind of pull at us and, and frustrate us. Well, he experienced all those as well. So he, he not only understands, but he sympathizes. He's felt, he's felt that. The same way we felt it, but perfectly, and he didn't
1: know without sin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because you know, you think about, you know, once word got out about him and his ministry and the healings and stuff, and you know, you know, it got to the point to where he couldn't go anywhere out in public to where people were. Oh, is that him? Is that him? And then they started following him around, and you know, and because there's several times in the gospels where it's recorded, you know, when the crowds were pressing in, and you know, and all that. But yeah, he just handled it with grace i mean you know i couldn't imagine having that kind of you know light you know shown on me where you know people are just wanting to you know talk to me all the time or you know get my autograph or whatever you know that happens today yet he experienced that too and no problem you know so Yeah,
0: When he disputed, he disputed with the right people, you know. Yes. If I were in his case and been faced with the same situations he was in, the people that I would have probably snapped at
1: weren't the ones he snapped at.
2: That's right. That's
1: right. (laughs) I would have have lost my patience with the people that I should have took care of. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Because I'm a sinner. I'm bad. I'm bad at things. That's right. Yep. (laughs) This flesh is terrible. So... (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I would have been under pressure to sort of um, to be winsome with the uh, with the the elite, the the religious yes. elite, instead of face yes. them down. Uh, and yes. I would have I would have been tempted to be um, harsh or or callous with the hurting uh, and and get them out of my way so I could go do more important things.
1: Right, because I'm a sinner. Right, because that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: and too, I fool myself into thinking that I'm not you know, uh, hurting and, and, uh, and in bad shape and and in need of help. We're good at fooling ourselves Uh, in that way.
1: I certainly am. uh, Oh no, I am, you know, the whole, you know, at least I'm not as bad as that guy over there. No, you're worse. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. The fact that Jesus can
0: sympathize with all of that and, and be without sin, um, He's not standing far off, like he's not the deist God in any way. No,
1: no, he's very personal. Because he knows, I mean, like you said, he experienced it firsthand. So, um, you know, and like you said, there's no other religions that can say that, you know, because even with, you know, the Muslims, you know, with Allah, you know, with uh, their prophet Muhammad, you know, okay, does Muhammad sympathize? No, because Muhammad's dead. <laughs> yeah. So, but still, you know, that's the comparison to Jesus and their religion is Muhammad. Well, yeah. there's no comparison, yeah. you know, because I'm sure Muhammad wasn't the nicest person in the world, mm-hmm. you know. Right, um, right. You know, uh, he was a, um,
0: Siddhartha, you know, who's known as, as the Buddha, you know, he, he yeah. abandoned his whole family to go seek enlightenment. Uh, yeah. Plus uh the the writings in the the various uh, sutras you know they're all works based uh methods of enlightenment right um, there's no even in a religion that's not necessarily theistic like uh like islam uh or even sometimes some of the shinto uh practices too which are more about you know elemental spirits of the world or or sometimes even you know ancestor ancestor worship they're all still law-based uh religions you know that's kind of the common uniting factor of all of them is that you have to do these certain rituals you have to do these certain things sacrifice these certain things whatever you know whatever the system calls for in order to gain the thing that you merit whether it's you know seeking enlightenment or being balancing your chi or uh, uh what's the other thing avoiding karma uh, yeah. uh or 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 lowering your your karma um uh this di- um, displacement uh quotient yeah. or whatever whatever yeah. that thing is uh yeah,
1: having your balance yeah
0: yeah the balance uh it it's all it's all from the same script it's it's all from the the born out of the human condition it's not of god
1: yep it's just put in a different package You know, they're all these different religions, you know, they say, well, you know, this one's different from this one. But are they, though? Because they all sound the same. They just have different names attached (laughs) to them. Yeah.
0: Different labels, different veneers. Yep. From different geographies.
1: Yep. And and they all kind of look like Christianity in a way. But then there's other things to it, though, that make it so much more different. You know, so... Uh, that's why they should just enjoy the, the grace and mercy of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and just be done with it. Just, just quit fighting. Just be done with it,
0: man. Yeah, quit fighting. Um, <sighs> One day, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So
0: so talking about the, the imminence of Christ, his understanding of our weaknesses, his perfection as our high priest, um, you know, we go on in verse 16 where it, he says, therefore, let us draw near with confidence. And and I think, you know, you know, are, are we maybe you can answer this for me. Are we so comfortable with this idea of Christ that we don't draw near almost as if like, oh, well, he's he's near. And so um, I'll go on about my business and and, and he'll go with me. Which is which is true. I'm not saying that's not true. Obviously, Christ is always present with His people. But um, I know in my own life uh, there are times when you know when my spiritual disciplines suffer. Uh, I I am not personally worshiping uh, and being um, and and constantly reminding myself of the perfections of Christ, uh, or or doing doing the the helpful disciplines that that are beneficial to my my walk with, with the Lord. Um, Is is there something to the, the, the promise of his nearness and his perfection for us that actually is, can make us lax in approaching the throne of grace?
1: I think so. And I I think like for me, um, I agree with what you said. Um, I also think there's the other side of it where people take it for granted. Um, We just take for granted that, you know, um about approaching him. Like, you know, the way verse, you know, sixteen reads that says, you know, therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. I think a lot of times we do it in arrogance instead of confidence, because Mm -hmm. there is that thin line between confidence and arrogance. And I think a lot of times we do it arrogantly. You know, it's like, well, I can approach the throne of grace because you know, I'm God's favorite, or, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, you know, I've done these great deeds this past week, so, yeah, well, now, hold on, you know, pump the brakes there a little bit, you know, you're not, you're not what, you know, you're not as good as you think you are, Um, you know, as a matter of fact, you're probably a lot worse than you think you are, Um, even as bad as, you know, we think we are, we're, Worse, you know, like I said mm-hmm. earlier, you know, well, I'm glad I'm not like that guy over there. Well, no, I wish I was because I'm worse than that guy over there. Um, but, yeah, there there is that thin line between confidence and arrogance. And I think, you know, people arrogantly, uh, I think we see it in the churches today. Uh, mm-hmm. With That's where you get a lot of this false um, doctrine from, you know, demanding God to do things because they're being so arrogant. Out of approaching him and, you know, uh taking it for granted. Well, he's going to do what I ask him to do because of who I am. Mm, no, that's not how that works.
0: Yeah. In fact, so much so that you're not even praying anymore. You're just declaring. Right. Right. Decreeing and declaring. I didn't even think about that till just now. But yeah, you're right. That does totally lead to that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, that's not having a humble spirit about yourself at all to where you're humbly asking for his will to be done. And, you know, someone's, you know, ailments that they've got going on, um, you know, um, like I think about, um, you know, just for, on a personal note, you know, my mother-in-law passed away a few weeks back, you know, and she had. Uh, alzheimer's and dementia for 12 years um you know of course we prayed for her well she got the ultimate healing mm-hmm. and it wasn't because we decreed it and declared it you know we just prayed for, for will to be done and His will was to take her um you know and, and and you know and i know i mentioned best to live his Christ and to
0: die his gain after all
1: that's right um you know, Chris Velaton, he posted on uh, Twitter the other day that he was at the ER with kidney stones. Okay, well, can't you just decree and declare those things out of you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, if mean, you're suffering, you must not have had enough faith. That's right. What did you do wrong this week? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm not making a lot of that because I've had kidney stones. I wouldn't wish those on anybody. They're yeah. terrible. But yeah, I when mean, I when I
0: saw it, it, I actually quit scrolling Facebook, and I actually prayed for him right then and there because <laughs> yeah. members of my family have had kidney stones, and and they've been oh, they're like, terrible, horrific.
1: Oh yeah, they're terrible. They're it's it's yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but anyway, two I, worst pains ever failed. kidney stone and gout. So, but Ooh, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's just one of those things that you know. It leads to that, you know, it leads to people just demanding things of God that they have no right to demand. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the Bible doesn't say when you pray to demand it, it says to ask, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a difference. And that's, that's where, yes, we can confidently ask that he will answer the prayer, but just because he doesn't answer it the way we think he should, doesn't mean he didn't answer it. Right, right. You know, and yeah, that's something and, else that we have to come to grips with and a lot of, a lot of folks won't, you know.
0: Yeah, sometimes that answer is no, and sometimes that answer is wait. You know, there yeah. could be a yes coming, but it's not going to be on your timetable. It'll be on that's his right. timetable.
1: That's uh, right.
0: That, those are the hardest answers to get, you know. I when, I when I pray for something that I want to happen, either for me or for someone else, you know, I want it, I want it to happen immediately while well, I'm still thinking of it.
1: You know? Oh yeah, well sure. <laughs> and,
0: and, and you, I really, I'll, I'll, I will feel like a heel sometimes when the thing I, I I'm, I've been praying for happens and it totally escapes my notice because enough time had gone by. It wasn't even on my mind anymore. Mm. And then I'm like, man, you know, God had it on his mind and he said, this is when I'm going to, This is when I'm going to grant that request, and I had forgotten the request.
2: (laughs) Stupid sheep.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. That that's yeah. Amen. (laughs) I'm a stupid sheep for sure. I need to be pushed along and prodded along and shown where to go and what to do. So yeah, it's. uh, I can. I feel that. I relate to that totally.
0: And I'm really glad you said what you said about the uh, uh, about the issue of of um, arrogance, because I have seen people use this first part of, of verse 16 to support that very idea. Well, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. coming to the to the throne of grace with confidence. Are you like, well, um, well no, well, you're not. But I would like to think that I am, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I'm yeah. I'm asking. Right. The th- a throne is not a place where you go and make orders. You know, the no. person who does the ordering is normally the the, the one who's sitting on the throne.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, like they they've lost the throne room dynamic of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. People, you know, sh- people out there. Surely you've watched uh, Game of Thrones or. Um, or the crown. Know, the last kingdom or the crown or just name your medieval top show that had kings and you didn't see yeah. people going in there demanding and keeping their heads. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, if they demanded it was usually off of the head or something, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, even, um, even in the
0: 20th century, when, the, you know, nobody's the queen's not wearing a crown, you know, there's no big robes or anything. And still, when, when you're in the room with the queen, you can't turn your back to the queen. You know, even just little things like that. Like we have to remember what what royalty, what comes with royalty, and it's not you storm into the throne room
1: and tell them what you want. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We forget that so easily.
0: God's not a slot machine. You're not just going to go in and pull the handle.
1: He's not a genie either. You don't get to rub the lamp and get your wishes. So, yeah, that's not how. Or a coke machine. You put in your. You know your money, and get mm-hmm. to select from which drink you want to drink. That's that's not how that works. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, too many people think that way, though, yeah. and it's no. it's a mockery of God.
0: It is, yeah, it really is, uh, and it it, it doesn't uh, meet the the definition of Christian
1: in any way whatsoever. Right, and and I think too, you know, and of course the end of of uh, verse sixteen and this is why they don't get to see this part because, you know, it says uh, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When, um, you know, when you're too busy demanding and decreeing and declaring and all this, where, you know, how are you going to find, you know, the grace <laughs> and how are you going to find the mercy, you know, for the time of need? You're not
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you're too busy, you know, putting yourself on a pedestal that you don't belong on. Um, you know, uh, I remember one time hearing a local, well, he's not a pastor here anymore, but he's a pastor to church that he said every time he prayed for somebody um, who was, you know, had an illness and he prayed for their healing, he totally expected God to heal them. And I was like, hmm, well, that's good. What if he don't? <laughs> right. you know, who's, who, who's at fault there? You know, what if it wasn't his will to heal them? You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know I, I, I know, I don't understand people.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, because you, you know, we, you pray in faith, you, you're not praying for things that you don't want to happen, you know. So, like, you know, yeah. we, we would yeah. desire for the healing of those people, but we know that God's purposes are higher than ours. And if he sees fit to give them the ultimate healing rather than a temporal healing, uh, I've got no
1: grounds to complain. No. No, I mean, if I did, I mean, I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, who am I to, yeah. you know? I realize I'm not the Lord was, of Heaven and Earth, right? You know, right. I'm just dust. Who is dust to question the Creator? You know, yeah. so, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah all, all we have is is to 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 seek mercy and grace in the time of need because we have so many times of need. Um, yes. And, and you know we've got plenty of other places in Scripture where we you know in our prayers since we're I you know we're really kind of talking about prayer here um, when it comes to uh, to seeking seeking help right um, but we you know there's other instances in Scripture especially in, in the Psalms where we we come to the throne of grace to bring praise as well um, and, and you know I like to think of you know in the times of need we're we're always we're seeking help we're seeking grace and mercy. And in, and and we should be also praising at all times, whether in need or in plenty, right. as well. Right. Um, and yeah. so you know we've got part of that picture here, but of course, thanks to uh, thanks to hermeneutics, you know we get a, a much fuller picture of of our prayer life as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that that's the thing, you know. That's that's there's two things I think Christians get lost on and and, and forget about. One, like you said, we're we're quick to pray when we have a need but we should still be praising during that time But when we don't have a need, we're not quick to pray with praises. (laughs) You know, we forget about that unless it's something that's for us, you know, that was answered. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I think we get lost on is as Christians, we still need to hear the gospel every day. Mm -hmm. You know, you never um, outgrow the gospel. No. And if you have, then maybe you need to, you know, did a, little, did a little self-examination there You know, did you really believe the gospel When you said you did um, Because um, As our uh, Friend uh, Daryl uh, The What Are We Even Doing Here podcast You know, he uploaded his sermon From uh, this past Sunday evening And it was Romans 1, 13 through 17 And he talks about how we need to hear The gospel daily you know, he said, "The gospel isn't just for the lost; it's for the, you know, the found as well." You know, yep. and and I, you know, he he asked me if he had messaged me and asked me if I'd listened to it. And I was actually on my way home and was listening to it. You know, and I said, "Man, I just got done listening to it, and it was great." You know, it's it was a you know clear presentation of the gospel. And it's something I needed to hear. Yep. You know, I just heard it this past Sunday from the Book of Amos. Yes. Yeah. Our pastor proclaimed the gospel from the book of Amos. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, as Christians, we need to hear it. We need to be reminded of it. We need to be reminded of how to, uh, you know, appropriately approach the throne of grace and what to do when we're there. It's not always just asking for something. It's, uh, we need to offer up praises as well
2: yeah ab-
0: absolutely. you know for for people who've who've heard the gospel and and know the depth of our sin uh, and and how dead in our trespasses and sins we were, then to have the knowledge that we've been forgiven of those sins and that the payment for those sins was placed. what uh, was paid through Christ, our sins placed on him, and his righteousness placed on us in the great exchange. Uh, that's never something we should we should one ever get tired of hearing about. Um, and even though I need to be reminded, you know that is a—it's a joyful thing to hear, um, and also wounding at the same time. Reminding myself that I am not in myself righteous, but I'm righteous by credit, you know, by association with Christ. Uh, I've not earned my place here; it's been—it's been granted to me. I have received mercy and found grace uh, in, in my deepest time of need. And, and even in my now my lesser times of need a, as a as a uh, regenerated uh, uh, child of god um i still need to be reminded of of the depths of my sin that has been forgiven in the goodness of christ who has forgiven me constantly that's right that's right and so hopefully well that's that's clear enough to our listeners as well uh, that i you know i hope that 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 they've been hearing that every episode that that we've that we've put out at least on this feed, and I know there are many other faithful podcasts out there that do the same, and and that's the goal, you know. It's not just to sit around and talk and try to make ourselves think that we're smart, you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: it to lot, articulate it the. It's for me to think I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, it's um. Yeah, if, 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 if you didn't hear anything else hear what you know we just you know communicated you know the gospel that's what you should that that should always be a takeaway um, you know and I pray that any time that I'm I'm on here that that's a takeaway that someone gets is that you know they may have seemed silly and sometimes they may not have seen you know what they you know Kobe especially knew what he's talking about but you know what I, I got the gospel from it, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. So that's always my prayer
2: yep <laughs> uh,
0: I, i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna be silly and loop it around a little bit, but that that's okay. one of the things that that I like to tell people when when we talk about premium Bibles too because if you get a good premium Bible and you've used that text block consistently and you know you know the the passages that are especially speak to you, you know like for instance, for me for uh, Ephesians two one through ten, which was a really important passage for me when I was uh, kind of when my eyes were first opened to the truths of Reformed theology. Um, if I've got a good Bible uh, where I know exactly where that passage is, and I can turn to that constantly, almost like having the page memorized, that is a right. that is a great gift, and that's why I so value a well crafted Bible because you know in my need when I need to be reminded. I know exactly what page to go to in, in that NASB silver line. And I can read, I can be confronted with that passage with my eyes, not simply from my memory. Although I do, I, you know, I do have that passage in my memory, but to have yeah. it right there in front of you, you know, talking at you, you know, it, yeah. straight into your eyeball, man, that's, that's a huge gift. Oh
1: yeah. The, yeah. The,
0: the written word is a huge gift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like we've said before too, um, the contents of what's inside is what's important. Um, it doesn't always have to be wrapped in you know goat skin or cowhide or whatever, but it does make a difference. You know, it just something about it that uh, makes you treasure it more, makes you want to read it more when you've got something nicer. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's just like you know, if you're given the option, are you gonna, you know, drive a car that's you know, just you know, falling apart loud and everything, or do you want to drive a, I don't know. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, you'd always hear people say a Cadillac, um, you know, or I guess you could say today for the hipsters, a Tesla, you know, so, (laughs) uh, or or whatever, just name your, you know, your luxury car, you know, that it's just a smooth, quiet ride, you know, had you rather have something like that or had you rather have something that's going to, beat and bang and backfire and everything else you know so um so yeah don't don't hear what we're you know not saying we're not worshiping the materials we're worshiping you know what's inside and the author of it but there is a difference when you get one that you open it up and the page from the you know there's no bleed through from the other side because the paper is so thin you know you've got good paper in there and you're not seeing the words from the you know, other side there, there's, it makes a difference. Just trust me. I'm, I'm a rural Bible expert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's right. If you want to hear more about, about the, uh, the, the fine details of these, uh, expertly bound Bibles, uh, Kobe, tell them where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at rural Bible reviews. Um, I try to do a weekly video where I talk about, you know, Bibles and uh, I've got to record one tomorrow. I've got a Bible in mind. I'm not sure which, if I'm going to do it or not. I don't know. I've got a couple in mind. So um, my goal is to help you find one that, you know, you may not have thought you needed, but after watching the video you realize you may need it or you may want it, you know, it don't always have to be a premium, but you know, reach out to me. I know, uh, you know, I've had some people reach out to me and say, you know, after I watched that, I, I went and bought that one. You're right. This thing is, you know, is great. So there's a guy right now that we've been talking about the, um, the black pearl and I think he's getting ready to pull the trigger on one. So love mine. She should. Yes. He should. I can't wait to get a piece. You.
0: Excellent. And the, the link for your YouTube will be in the show notes. And then, uh, and so, go there and, and buy this man a coffee, for heaven's sakes.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a coffee connoisseur, and coffee is not cheap at the local stores. So it is not. It is not.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And uh, while you're in the show notes, uh, do check out the Bar Network. Uh, the the main link for the Bar Network's uh, roster of shows, the ever expanding roster of shows, is there. And uh, I highly recommend our the content that's on the network. These are some some excellent uh, uh, gospel centered, theologically correct shows that uh, I think you would you would very much benefit from listening to. So do check out the Bar Network. We're happy to be part of the Bar Network on here at at Reform Meditations. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace.